What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me here on Microfamous. And I'm super excited because I'm talking about how podcasting changed my life. And we're going to share a few things uh, from my journey that I think will you'll get a lot out of. Uh, if you're an introvert listening to this, and you're not quite sure how podcasting fits into your world, or maybe you've been a guest on some, and you're not sure how deeply you want to dive into this world of podcasting, because all the pressure is around being on social media and being everywhere online. I completely understand. I have felt that pressure and was fortunate enough to find a better answer. And I want to share a little of the background of that story so you know where I'm coming from, but also share some really critical decisions that I made along the way, and, and really how I came to believe that you don't need to change. You know, as introverts, we don't need to change. We just need a better system around us. And that's uh, that's really what I want to share in this story. And, and how did I come to that mindset? And how did I make that decision that I was going to move forward and be successful and, and build a successful business that was tailored for me as an introvert rather than trying to change who I was for the business, which is what the approach that I would say most people unfortunately try and take because they're taking advice from people there. And, and sometimes those people are the wrong people to take advice from. Uh, unfortunately, when extroverts give advice to introverts, they, they really don't understand how much we need to protect our energy how much you know overstimulating environments like live events and networking events and stuff like that how much mental calculus there is going up in our heads just to you know walk and work a room they, they really extroverts have no idea so when you listen to the marketing advice of the Gary V's and the Grant Cardones of the world it's not that it doesn't work it's that does it work for introverts and is it sustainable and some introverts can make it work. I'm, I'm the type of introvert that I'll crawl over broken glass to go speak in front of a thousand people. And I know a lot of friends of mine that are like that. So I'm not quiet. I'm not shy. And I absolutely can turn on the extroverted side of me when I need it. The problem is it burns out quickly, you know, 60, maybe 90 minutes. And usually I need a nap. <laughs> so, so live events that last for 10, 12 hours where I'm networking or I'm working a booth or I'm working a room and then I'm doing happy hour and then I'm going to the party and then I'm doing the after party and then the after after party. None of that works for me. Uh, I remember sitting one time uh, with some friends of mine after an event uh, at Hakkasan in Vegas at like two in the morning. I'm like, all I want to do is just be back in the hotel room sleeping. And so I realized, okay, well, th there's got to be a better way. I'm not doing this to grow my business. I'm not doing bottle service for for prospective clients uh, in at Hakkasan at two in the morning. So I had to find a better way. And I did find a better way. So I want to share that with you. So let's jump in and I'll just give you a brief overview uh, just to set the scene because I am the least likely entrepreneur that has ever walked the face of the earth. Some of you may know this already, but if you don't, here we go. I'll give you the bullet points. I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, I grew up homeschooled almost exclusively. Uh, didn't go to college, went right from high school to working. Basically, I spent my college years working for a big insurance company, doing corporate training and quality assurance, stuff like that. Uh, in fact, I didn't know anyone growing up who had gone to college. And I don't mean like, oh, I didn't know any PhDs. Like, no, I didn't know anyone who went to college, period. Uh, I didn't know anyone who ran a successful business. So I grew up with the expectation that I was going to do some combination of either missionary work or starting a church uh, and then being a worship leader or something like that. And I figured, you know, I'll probably cap out 35, 40 grand a year, watch my money really carefully. And I'm just going to keep on, you know, preaching and teaching and doing missionary work until I drop dead. So that, that was the expectation. Now, flash forward into my 20s, and that really wasn't the way my life was going, and I didn't feel like I could keep pushing in that direction for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do, nothing to do with podcasting. So, well, that's another conversation. But I ended up getting into sales. 
And then that led to starting a real estate team. And I read books like Gary Keller's The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, which had a huge impact on me because it really showed that with the right team building and marketing strategy, you could build a business that you could either exit from or sell or scale yourself out of the active daily involvement to the point where you actually had a life. It showed me a really legitimate path forward. And so I really grabbed hold of that and said, okay, this is what I want. It's not that I love real estate, it's that I wanna build a team. So that was uh, unfortunately 07. So real estate crash happened. Uh, I realized that there wasn't enough about the real estate business that I liked to keep me in it. The only parts that I liked were actually the team building and marketing parts. And I basically hated everything else. So I got out of being an active agent at that point and decided, well, at that point, I didn't know what I want to do. So actually what I did was I started practicing the drums again. And I'd played drums since I was two. I grew up playing. I played in bands all through my teen years and into my 20s, uh, including a, a band that actually traveled a little bit and went around to other bands teaching them how to do what we did. So I had some experience there. So I said, look, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to practice four or five hours a day uh, and just while I figure out what to do after the real estate thing. So I ended up deciding you know, to join a rock band. I got into a real rock band, so to speak. And I said, you know, I've, I've got potential here. Uh, so I decided I was going to shoot that, you know, shoot for the stars, basically go after my dream as a pro musician. I did that for about five years, uh, pushed it to the point where I got signed to management, got pitched to labels, but didn't get signed to a label deal. You know, in the 2000s, 2010, 11, 12, that wasn't a very likely thing to happen to most musicians anyway. Um, but I did give it my best shot. So I was in four different bands, put a lot of tickets in the lottery, uh, felt like I had a good shot, but ultimately didn't work out. So I was working sales jobs the whole time while I was a musician to support myself. And uh, along the way, I met a gentleman, uh, I think he was on Craigslist, and he was a local piano teacher where I was living at the time in Denver. And he needed somebody to do essentially like low level marketing stuff for him, like build him a WordPress site, do some social media and stuff like that. And I remember walking in there uh, to that meeting and I didn't have a proposal for him. What I had was a legal pad with a bunch of questions. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was taking a consultative approach to sales. He loved it. We had a great time. I ended up building his website, and doing all of his marketing for, uh, I think it was about a year. And in that time, I was teaching myself social media. I was reading you know, some marketing books. I was reading some management books and stuff like that. So I said, you know, what, what about a job at a marketing agency? So I just started keeping an eye out a little bit and I spotted an ad for an account manager at a marketing agency based in Omaha, where, I, where I'm from. I answered the ad, got on the phone with the CEO. We hit it off. We spent an hour on the phone. Next thing you know, I'm interviewing and I'm hired and I'm working at this agency. So that was viral marketing. That was my first and only real estate agency I worked for other than starting my own. So that was in 2014. That's some things really started to change for me. So I started to work as an account manager. We were doing video and email marketing for some of the top real estate agents in the country. Some of them were coaches. And along the way, I created my own system for how to launch new clients, which laid the foundation for what we do now in our agency. I was prospecting for strategic partners before and after office hours, which gave me a shot to move into biz dev. And so the very first critical decision, I would say, in the, in the flow of things that really led to podcasting changing my life is that I got the opportunity to move to San Diego and work directly for the CEO of that agency. Frank, who's one of my best friends now. And it was with Frank's encouragement that I started to blog and I started to share the experiments that I was running with our clients marketing. Then he gave me the shot to host some webinars with influencers in the real estate coaching space, which was like the strategic partners um, that I had been recruiting and some other relationships that I already had. So I ended up hosting like, I don't know, 20, 30 webinars a month for a few months where I was writing all the promo emails, doing all of the social media posts. And the way that we did the webinars was live on Google Hangouts. 
Well, I had hit it off with one of those uh, one of those influencers, and one day he calls me up one day and says, "Hey, man, we should start a podcast together." And I said, "It's funny you should say that because I was going to call you up next week and pitch you the same thing." <laughs> well, that was Greg McDaniel. And that's my co-host on Real Estate Uncensored, which still runs to this day. So early 2015, we turned that from a Google Hangout series into a podcast and we started to launch that. And that's when it really started to get good for me. That, that's, that's really that first critical decision that changed my life was moving out to San Diego, working for the CEO. The second critical decision was that in working with him, I decided to make marketing my profession. And that this is part of what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I was going to just be a marketer. And then I was going to do music on the side, do some ministry things on the side, but my profession was going to be marketing. So that was a big critical decision for me because along with that decision came the next natural thing was, okay, well, if I'm, that's going to be my profession, I'm going to treat it like a profession. I'm going to learn everything that I can about it. I'm going to do it at a high level. So I started reading everything I could get my hands on. Dan Kennedy, uh, Jay Abraham, for sure, a whole bunch of other stuff. Everything I could get my hands on, I started to consume it. Um, Al Reese, that was another one, Al Reese and Jack Trout's books. So anyway, 2015 starts to get really good. So the quality of the conversations I was having with clients and strategic partners started to change. I was able to ask really, really good questions because I knew the content, I knew the industry, I knew the space, I had run a real estate team before, so I had personal experience, I knew all the lingo, I knew the terminology, and I was able to ask really good, interesting questions. So my confidence is starting to grow. Greg McDaniel pitches me on starting the podcast, so we start that. And then around that time, I joined Jeff Cohn, my co-host on the Team Building Podcast at the time. I joined him as a consultant, so I leave my agency. And I help him start what is now Elite Real Estate Systems, which is his coaching consulting business that has 70 plus group coaching clients and he runs sold out workshops at three grand a ticket. So at the time, we wouldn't, we didn't call it the team building podcast, but we started to do Google Hangouts together. Uh, eventually, we turned that into the team building podcast. So I got my start really in two things, live video and the coaching consulting world. Podcasting actually came a couple of months later in both cases as we turned our Google Hangout series into podcast episodes. Now, flash forward, team building podcast is a, is a success. Uh, it feeds his multi six figure coaching consulting business. I eventually ended up as a partner in that business and then left uh, and got kind of gave up my partnership share back to him. And we still produce the podcast. Um, I ended up in four different partnerships. That was a mistake. <laughs> so that I might talk about that in a second. I've talked about it before, but I definitely got into a lot of things in the real estate space. But essentially, the reason that those opportunities came to me is because podcasting changed my life. Podcasting legitimately changed my life. So that decision to launch the podcast, first Real Estate Uncensored, then the Team Building Podcast, then I launched Level Up with Greg Harrelson, which we still produce. Those shows I was co-hosting all at the same time. And so I was on live video, you know, three, five, seven hours a week, something like that. And just doing the podcast, reaching out to people, booking guests, having those conversations behind the scenes, introducing my co-host to other people, pitching them as guests on podcasts, all that stuff, just all the stuff that we talk about in, the, in what is now the micro famous system. That's what I was doing. I was doing it back then. I was prospecting for guests on LinkedIn. I was doing 15 minute quick connect calls. I was building relationships. I had kind of a early primitive form of the relationship accelerator system going that I was running all by myself. Uh, like all those things that are now in the micro famous system I had going in 2015 and 2016 in very primitive early forms. While I was doing that, I was building a podcast production team because I couldn't do all the behind the scenes work. So I started building all the checklists, all the systems for how we produce and launch podcasts. So 
Flash forward to today, just on Real Estate Uncensored, my very first podcast that I launched is now at a, at a million and a half downloads. And even though it's not my primary business anymore, and we just basically handle the podcast production of it, and uh, and we don't really go out of our way to uh, to promote it for various reasons, it, it just keeps chugging along. Generates around 400,000 views a year across audio and YouTube. Um, and just it just keeps growing, keeps climbing. We just hit like a top, I think we were number two on some, some top 20 list that came out. Uh, here a couple months ago for the real estate space. And uh, what was interesting about that is I had a few kind of how did I get here moments. So it, it, from the time that we launched the Real Estate Uncensored podcast to the time where I had that first holy crap, how did I get here moment was around 18 months. I had booked my co-host as a guest on another podcast. That podcast host happened to host a, a physical event uh, on the East Coast, opposite of where my co-host and I are located. So most of our email list was like in California and Oregon and Arizona, like it's all West Coast stuff. But we get booked to speak on the East Coast. So I had no idea what to expect. We show up and the breakout room is packed, standing room only. Phenomenal. I'm standing up there going, holy cow, how in the world did I get here? 18 months ago, I was just some dude working at an agency. And now I'm like co-hosting this, uh, this session you know, it's, it's packed, it's standing room only, everybody's excited. It was an awesome session. We had a blast, right? That was, I think, September, October of 2016. 18 months from when I launched that podcast. Absolutely insane. So just in terms of like the time frame of how quickly it can happen and how much podcasting can change someone's life in a short period of time, it happened to me in 18 months. And, I th and I've heard that before too. You hear Gary Vee talk about uh, Wine Library TV. You know, he said he shouted into the void for like 18 months before he started to get traction on that YouTube channel, right? So 18 months seems to be a pretty good magic little number. Now, a year later, we connected up with someone that I had on our podcast and he did an event in LA, which he brought us in to speak at. Great, awesome connection. Didn't think much of it at the time, but then he turns around and invites us to speak the following spring in Australia. So in April of 2018, I think it was, we got to go out and speak at his event, the Million Dollar Summit, Million Dollar Agent Summit uh, in Brisbane. Absolutely phenomenal. Got to tool around Australia for like four days. It was incredible. That was another one of those, holy crap, how did I get here moments. Another person that I connected with through podcasting, Christopher Lockhead, who wrote the book Play Bigger, which is one of the best marketing books of the last 20 years, at least, uh, connected with him through podcasting, helped him launch his first podcast. And we ended up traveling together on his speaking tour. So I got to go to Manhattan um, and some other places. I remember where all we went and actually uh, ended up living with him for like a month and a half at one point, uh, just because we became good friends um, and uh, and got to be on the ground floor. And uh, and I introduced him to the gal who helped uh, co-write his second book, Niche Down, and just had a really great, awesome, deep relationship um, with some of the people that I met through podcasting uh, and basically turned some of those people that I met into friends, right? That that changed my life. Just Just meeting the people that I met through podcasting in itself would have changed my life, right? There, there was another one early on where I remember I was, I was with Jeff Cohn at an event. Uh, I think this was in Seattle and we were at, we got invited to go to like the, the penthouse suite or something like that. And I remember just sitting there in this incredible hotel suite, looking out over the city of Seattle. It was kind of the night uh, of the first of uh, the first night of the event or something like that. And we got invited to that place. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there just kind of listening to the conversations around me. There's real estate coaches, there's, you know, influencers, wealth builders, people that speak all over the world. You know, one person across the room is talking about how they're, um, you know, they have a private plane and they're thinking about, you know, bringing their, their part-time pilot on full-time. And I'm just like, 
<laughs> what, what is happening right now? Uh, it was an incredible, incredible moment. Uh, and all of that happened. All of those opportunities, all those relationships, the agency that I now run today that feeds a lifestyle where I only have to work about four hours a day and I live a couple of blocks from the beach. All of those things happened because of podcasting. If I hadn't joined the agency back in the day, if I hadn't become friends with the CEO and gotten that opportunity to start doing Google Hangouts, if I hadn't taken the chance to start turning those Google Hangouts into podcasts, I would have never, ever had any of the opportunities to do what I have, uh, to do what I have uh, done over the past few years. I would have never met the people that I met. And as a result of those relationships, I would have never run the business that I have now, the business that I, that I love. So I want to talk a little bit about how do you succeed with a fucked up mindset? Because look, all, all along the way, I mentioned like I was homeschooled and a pastor's kid. I grew up uh, super, you know, hard, like old school Pentecostal, you know, virtual vow of poverty. Like being a Christian meant, uh, you know, never making any money. In fact, if you made money, it was kind of suspicious. Like what's going on? Like there's got to maybe some, there's some ethical issues going on. Then I swung wildly, wildly from that to the opposite end of the spectrum in my teen years, and we went to a church where it was the, the exact opposite, where wealth was the expectation. And if you weren't already well off, maybe something was wrong with you and you didn't have you know, God's favor. So I grew up with a ton of limiting you know, beliefs and mindset issues around money and business and success, you know, like that, that swing from being like super hardline old school Pentecostal to then, you know, way on the other side, you know, prosperity movement kind of thing like that really, really messed with my head, created all sorts of issues. So when I was working at my old agency and I was working for the CEO, we were trying to work on that mindset stuff together. And, and I also worked with it uh, with Pasquale, my, my good friend and, and one time business coach. And I worked with him with that uh, over the years as well. And I just came to the conclusion. I'm like, look, I don't know that I can change this. You know, um, you hear the the advice all the time. You're never going to succeed until you can change your mindset. Until you're 100 100% convinced that the goal that you've set is going to come true, you'll never achieve it. You have to believe it to achieve it. And I just don't think that's true. Um, it, it has not worked out for that way in my life. And I started to pay attention to people and and to things that I was reading to see if that was always the case. And I realized that it was was not always the case. Um, you know, I, I'm a big football fan, and so. I remember reading a book about Bill Walsh. I think it was his book, The Score Takes Care of Itself. And that's a phenomenal title because it's a great example of his mindset. You know, he once said, uh, you know, like after they won their first Super Bowl, which is only in his third year as coach, he just flat out said, like, I had no ambition or expectation to go to the Super Bowl this year. He said, I think we were, I thought we were one year, maybe even two years away from even being at the level where we could potentially get into the Super Bowl, let alone get there and win it. And he said, and, and it showed, it's like the next year they, they took a big step back, right? But he won a Super Bowl, his first of, I think, four. Um, but like he didn't visualize that and 100% believe that was going to happen. It happened for other reasons. And so here was the really third critical decision in my life. I decided that I was going to set all my mind stu mindset stuff and all my issues and all my limiting beliefs, all of that, I was going to put it aside. And I was just going to take methodical action, one foot in front of the other, do what successful people do, and let's see what happens. I was going to focus on my own performance, the things that I could control. I was going to focus on the systems that I built and the people that I brought onto my team. And that really changed everything. That one critical decision that I wasn't going to let my mindset, I wasn't going to let who I was, I wasn't going to let my limiting beliefs, I wasn't going to let any of that stuff hold me back. I was just going to do what successful people do. 
and see what happens. That decision changed everything. Because what I did is I ended up getting out of all, all of the different partnerships I was in. I went all in on my agency where I had 100% control, 100% ownership. I built an amazing team. I built fantastic rock solid systems to the point now where I I've, I've hardly ever have any fires that need to be put out, unlike most agency owners and business owners. I'm able to work you know, three or four or five hours a day. I work mostly in the mornings. I don't book any calls in the afternoon. I live a few blocks from the beach in San Diego. I live in an amazing place and have this amazing life. And I'm able to work on music in my in my spare time as a passion project rather than trying to generate income off of it. Right. So I've built this essentially the exact life that I envisioned back in you know 2015 when I moved to San Diego. I built that life, not because I had 100% conviction that I could do it, because I absolutely did not. When I sat down and I made you know kind of a, a vision statement for my life back in 2015, and it looks like what I have now, I did not believe I would hit it. Everything in my past and everything in my background implied that I would fail to hit it. Right? My mindset was completely effed up. I had no confidence that I could actually literally achieve what I set out to achieve. What did it was performance systems and people, right? It was getting into the world of podcasting. It was executing on the things that are now the micro famous system. That's what changed my life. It wasn't changing my mindset that changed my life. It was some decisions that I made. And it was the fact that I decided to focus on the things that I could control in the world of podcasting. And that made all the difference. So if you're sitting here and, and I don't care if you are you know an, an introvert in the sense that you're like a hermit genius and you're quiet and shy, uh, I don't care if you're someone like me that can kind of turn it on uh, when you want to, but you don't want to be in it all the time, or maybe you're an extrovert in your real life, but you don't, you know, you're not, you're an introvert online, right? And Jeff Cohn is like that, right? I mean, he's, he's a great extroverted, awesome guy in person, but that doesn't mean he wants to sit on TikTok. He doesn't want to be on Instagram creating stories and doing selfies all the time. That's not his, his game. He's running seven business, different businesses, right? So there's plenty of people like that, that either you self-identify as an introvert or you have introverted tendencies or like you're a social media introvert and you're sitting here going like, look, all the marketing advice seems to be get on social media, be everywhere, do everything, take 15 selfies a day, all this stuff. And that's true. You know, it really does feel like the overwhelming opinion right now is that social media equals marketing and marketing equals social media. I'm here to say that's not true and it's never been true, right? Social media is a toolkit that we can use, absolutely, but marketing has existed for over 100 years, right? Social media has been around for what, 14, maybe 15, something like that, MySpace, I guess. Uh, so the idea that if you're in marketing, that means you're everywhere creating content all the time on social media, that's a lie. It's a myth. And I think uh, right now it's being sold to us because it, the, the people who promote it are getting promoted by the big social media companies because their message reinforces what they want us to believe, which is that the way to market to people is to be on our devices for several hours a day, creating content and then engaging in real time. Witness the launch of, uh, of Clubhouse. It's a live broadcast platform. Your content's not evergreen. It's essentially a place to have conversations and, and reach people, and that's great, but it keeps you on your device creating content and engaging with your audience in real time. Why? Because that's what the social media companies want, because if you're not on your device, they can't advertise to you, and they can't sell advertising to people that aren't on their device. So all this stuff, the, the marketing messages that we hear, you know, the, the constant drumbeat to be everywhere online, to be on every platform, to be everywhere, you know, to share every part of our personal life online, just to be an influencer, just to make money in our business. I think that's a lie. And, and the question is, well, then if you're not going to do that, what are you going to do? 
Well, fortunately, I've got the answer. I've got a system for that. I've got a system that's based on podcasting and not on social media. In fact, the Microfamous system allows you to put podcasting at first so that you can put social media last, which is fantastic, uh, especially after the, uh, the year that we've had. I did not want to be on social media. I know a lot of people that felt the same way. You know, social media has become uh, a dumpster fire um, of political debates and, and religious debates, and it's hard to even do anything on social media anymore without wanting to strangle someone. So I don't want to be on social media all the time. And fortunately, I don't have to. My business doesn't depend on me creating content and engaging with an audience in real time. So getting back to the point here, podcasting changed my life. It can change yours too. You know, if you're feeling all the pressure to be on social media all the time and do all the things, you don't have to. That is a lie. Um, if you think you have to absolutely have, you know, this pristine, convincible, 100% rock solid belief in your vision of success in order to, to make any progress, that's absolutely a lie as well. You can take one step and you can take another step and another and another, and you can get what you want and you can succeed even if you think you have an effed up mindset, right? No matter what your limiting beliefs are, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter what you think about others, what you think about the world, no matter what you think about your personality, whether it's too introverted to succeed, whatever it is, right? Whatever your mindset issues are, thinking that you can't succeed, that that holds you back from succeeding, that is the lie, right? How, whoever you are, however you are, you can build a system around you that allows you to get what you want, to get the business you want, to get the life you want. I know because I've done it myself and I did it because I built a system around me that works with my introverted personality. Now that system might be right for you and you can check that out in the book and you can listen to other podcast episodes and you can get the fast track, which is all of our shortcuts and templates to build the microfamous system in your business and all that's awesome. But the big overriding lesson that I want you to take away from this episode and my story and just everything that I do with microfamous is if you're an introvert, you don't need to change. You just need a better system around you. So I'll keep it there. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for reviewing and rating the show on iTunes. It is a huge help, uh, makes the show uh, reach more people, feeds the algorithm, all that fun stuff. Thanks again so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous. 